Hello, hello, everyone. This is Tim from the Connison Thought Factory, and I'm back. I would have been here sooner, would have done another episode sooner, but been reorganizing and shifting some things. And um, I got two new works. I'm doing memes, so I'm doing those, and I'm doing these little, I call them reality reports where I put ads for a couple of my platforms in them and it's just reports of what I'm doing and I'm putting out sort of like a little daily newspaper type of thing a little daily quick hit on my social media um, because I, I, we need it people are slipping back into delusion and as I said delusion equals, equals death now there's no space to be deluded like there used to be. I want to say there's still no stable housing, but I saw something to explain. Um, I usually pick up the free newspapers. So I picked up the newspaper, Brooklyn AM Express, and there was an ad in there for these affordable housing um, units. And it says still units available, which I know why they're available. They're available because you put the income levels at a place where most people in New York are not making. So it says the rent is $900, which I can pay, but the income was $30,000. I said, well, let me put my regular income in there and I can pay the $900. So I'll um, maybe at this point try to do it. And then once I get in, if I fall back apart I can always go to other programs to get you further so I, I went to the website the housing website where you apply for these affordable housing because that's where it sends you go I went to the website to apply and then it sends me to another website and I realized I had an account for that that the housing site already so I went to my account and usually when I see these these things and the last time I went on you just go and you search for housing and most of them had minimum incomes 30,000 37,000 whatever the case may be but this time when I went in it changed the portal asked for all your information including your income where you work kind of work you do I put self-employed of course and based on your income and your profile you say I want to apply and it gives you the sections that you could apply on based on your income and based on my income actually there are places for low-income people but what I notice is they're all uptown and in the Bronx so they're basically resegregating the city so so what they're doing now is what they did when I was a kid in the 70s the 80s my family was homeless and they put us in there was a set of projects for homeless people and that was Marcus Garvey at that time was one of those sets and they sent us there so this is what they seem to be doing now and this is what we'll do now that's fine as long as everybody gets housing is the is the issue but this seems to be something new so what I'm figuring is that a lot of these units were just sitting there empty and like Joanne Williams said a few weeks ago why are there so many empty apartments and homeless people? 
He said, that doesn't really seem to make sense. And we got to figure out a way to get them into the house and it's empty. Richard Wolf says it better. Any civilization that cannot put people into empty housing that was made for people is a failed civilization. And there's at least 10 empty units for every homeless person in New York City. So I don't know what that says about our political class. I don't know what that says about our citizenry, our disengagement from social and political reality. But that is the truth. Now let's go on. Because I didn't really plan to talk about that today, but it is important. Um, one of the things that's keeping this society together, this country together, on one end, you could say it's people like us, thoughtful people, caring people, people who know what unity community is. But in the broader context, it's really just hate. Our medical industry has been destroyed. It doesn't heal people. It, it hurts more people than it heals. Law enforcement is doing what it was supposed to do. Um, manage and brutalize black people mainly. Um... The school system hasn't educated anybody for 50 years at least. So you can say these things were designed to do that, but this that's what they're doing. Even the university system has just become a credential center. Um, so you can go on down the line. Every institution in this society is just failing, 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 failing. Producing a warped human being or people who have no humanity or at all. Thoughtless people who can't engage in expansionary concepts at all. That's what this society has produced. But the one thing it has is a hate. Democrats hate Republicans. Republicans hate Democrats. People hate law enforcement. Law enforcement hate certain people, blacks and poor people. Uh, whites hate blacks. Blacks hate whites. Spanish. Uh, and, and Spanish could be white. Spanish could be black. People hate themselves. <laughs> Right? Men hate women, women hate men. There's a lot of hate. We hate the political class, the political the, the, the wealthy elites hate the poor people. So they create which they keep creating more poor poverty. Poor people help the wealthy. Sometimes they love the wealthy but hate the political class, the quote unquote government, which means they hate themselves. So the hate is keeping this thing going. It'll burn out eventually and we will have a different kind of society that we will all be forced to deal with. But until then, I guess hate is just sustaining us. Um, the political class is having a hard time getting people to take vaccines and wear masks. Why? People... You can't tell us that you care about us like Biden did. We care about you and don't want you to die. At the same time, when you're going to allow anywhere from 6 to 14 million people to be evicted, thrown on the street, to die on the street. So you care, 
because you want us to take the vaccine, in one, in one instance, you're telling us you care. But your actions showing us that you really don't care. I remember God, this was earlier on, there was a truck giving vaccines. He said, you can get a vaccine. Have you had a vaccine? I said, okay, I'm homeless. If I take the vaccine, I have side effects. Where am I going to go to get better? He said, uh, uh, that's a good question. And so I walked away from him. So you don't care. Okay. And we all know it's phony. It's, it's, it's phoniness when you say you care. You want us to take the vaccine, okay, why? So that you can say you did it, so that you can say we accomplished something, so that you can have numbers, but you don't care. And that's why people don't trust you, because you don't care. Which is sad, because if the vaccine is saving lives, you've corrupted the whole society so much. You've made us so cynical that we can't trust you. Even when you're, you're telling us the truth, or not, we never know. So the people who are dying and won't take the vaccine, it is your fault, political class, because you're so rotted. As my late brother John used to say, it's rotted to the core, this society. And so you have to blame for that. Not non-vaxxers, not anti-vaxxers, not what it, you have to accept the blame for that. The political class for creating these people, creating this cynicism, you did it. Um, I want to talk again about courage and the lack of it. Because yes, the political class does accept a certain amount of blame. But I also got to say that we have to accept some, responsi some responsibility for how our society has has turned out. And I, and I say this. I know some of the strongest human beings in this society. Black folks and white folks who stand up for justice. Who, who stand up and say what's fair and what's right. They'll do that. But none of them will ever say. They'll say, but none of them will ever make a step towards. Uh, or take a stand towards any of these institutions. It's, it, they will talk and talk and talk. And some of these people won't even allow the thought of independent institutions and structures into their minds. And these are some of our strongest people, and they won't even allow or make space for the thought of it. This is how terrified they are. They don't want to go without a job. They don't want to be thrown on the street. They don't want to go hungry. They don't want to... Uh, live with a friend or a family. They don't want to be uncomfortable in any way. And, you know, that's why a lot of them are confused about me. They're saying, well, you know, I have a room here. Come stay there. Or I have this little space. Come stay there. You don't need to be on the street. And I'm like, well, I don't need to be in your space either. I shouldn't have to crowd on top of you. That's not humane. And if you really want to help me, support the platforms. By the way, if you do want to support this podcast, you can do so directly or by becoming a sponsor or go to the website. Go to the website. Um, you, uh, 
Yeah, so I say I don't care if I'm uncomfortable. I don't care if I have to sleep on the train. I don't care if I have to do that. I want I want housing to be a right for every citizen, every human being, not just me. I don't want us to have to fear getting kicked out on the street and have that be the motivating factor. Because when are we gonna stand up again? It's been fifty it's been fifty years since black people have stood up for anything. And I understand maybe you're exhausted, maybe you're tired, maybe you, you're sick of the attacks, but come on. Enough's enough. I mean, you're dying either way. So stand up for yourself. You know, one of the journalists said that Obama told him when it came to race, well, you know, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. I can't win. So he chose not to do nothing. But if you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, why not do <laughs> why not do it? When do we ever say, we, I always hear that, well, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't, so I don't bother. Why don't we ever lean in the other direction? Where's the courage? I had surgery on my spine, and I still have more backbone than these people. And it's sad. It's sad. And your children look at you as a joke. Your grandchildren look at you as a joke. Because you're not exercising any courage. And they know it. They know it. And if you don't know it, they will know it. When they start to figure it all out. Be courageous. It's never too too late to start. You're 50, you're 60, be courageous. Don't die a coward, please. There's nothing sadder than that. Nothing. Um, again, if you want to support this podcast... You can hit the link. You know, I'm going to try to put my link tree on 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 um, this podcast. See if it'll work. But hit the website and we can um, hit the website and give some support. I have a private school uh, uh, setting on my website section. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Academic papers, you wouldn't believe. Um, and you're going to need these papers. Because I know they're not teaching you how to write papers. I went to a funeral recently of my brother, John Jones. And the service was beautiful, wonderful. But as I looked at him in the coffin, and I wondered, because he looked peaceful, is that the only way a thoughtful black man can get any peace? Are we back where our ancestors were, where we can only think about peace in the great by and by? Even our ancestors, I think, had had some concept that the future was going to be better. But I'm not sure black people even have that today. I look at some of our children and, and some of them, are, they're brilliant. I think that they're, they're more brilliant than we were. I think they're more brilliant and sophisticated with the new technologies than black people have been in a long time, but they lack the historical understanding of what they are and where they are. And they lack the, the strength because we've raised them to be raceless. 
and we've raised them to be thoughtless in the sense of social things. So they're sophisticated when they can use technology, even in knowledge, general knowledge. But when it comes to structural and institutional things in the United States, they have no clue. And when they get hit with it, they fall apart very easily. They're like extremely sophisticated machines that if the, if the temperature's off, it's shut. You know, you have those sophisticated computers that if it's not cool enough, they'll just shut down. So you have to make sure it's cool enough. You have to make sure all the conditions around it is right. That's how our young people are. And I don't know if that's what it takes to succeed. You have to be tough. And you have to be strong to a degree. And you have to be able to take racism and react to it. You have to be able to take classism. You have to be able to take what these oligarchs do to you and come back with the defense. Now, to be fair to our young people, we haven't showed them any of this. And I've been trying to show them for 20 years, and I've been told I was strange by other black people. I've been told I'm in my own world by other black people. I've been told that I go too far by other black people. I've been told that I exaggerate by other black people. By the way, only other black people tell me this. If I speak to an Indian person, they know. I speak to a white person, they know. If I speak to any other people that I speak to in general, in public, we speak about issues. Sometimes you meet a person on the bus or the train and you speak about issues in the newsstand and you speak about issues. They all understand me. It's only when I talk to other black people, they say I'm crazy, particularly black Americans. Now, I'll talk to an African or a West Indian, and they'll be like, yeah, brother, you 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 got it. You got it. They don't do it too loud, but they're like, yeah, yeah, you know it. You know it. They understand where I'm coming from. They don't think it's strange at all. Black Americans, I'm the weirdest thing on the planet. You would think I got a horn coming out of my head. For simple, basic stuff. That's how far out of their minds black Americans are. And I studied a few levels of psychology, and I'm telling you, we are so far gone that some of us have reached a point of no return. And I've had to accept in the last three years that a lot of us have just reached a point of no return. And they, those people are what they are, and I don't have no expectations from them. And the, 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 thing, the thing I had to deal with this year is I can't give these people any of my time because these people are insane, they're empty, and any time and any energy you give them is just going to fall down a hole. It's been a hard lesson to learn this year, it's been a very hard lesson, but I got it, I got it, you know, because I know what we're capable of and to see how far we've declined. It's amazing. And that after 2020, when people told us how valuable we, we are, told us systematically what was being done to us, admitted how all the structures have piled up on us, and admitted how the society itself is attacking us, we still have black people that don't get it. The whole world said, yeah, we've been destroying you all the time. 
It's not just crazy Tim and those crazy people that have been, those conscious people that have been telling you. Yeah, they were all right. In 2020, they told us, even Biden said, this structural racism has destroyed the community. But you go to a black person and they still say, ah, just go get a job. When the president of the United States is saying, structurally, you won't. <laughs> structurally, you will suffer. You have black people say, no, go into the structure and, and do something with it. Madness. Complete utter madness. So, that's it for the day. I'm not going to go on and on, but I do just want to say thank you for my supporters. And I want to say, if you want to continue to support, click the website or give a direct donation. And I would appreciate it. It pays for my food. My shelter and to keep my clothes clean. I thank you. I appreciate it. And try to stay safe. Try to stay sane.